When it comes to choosing a supermarket, why not stick to the facts? Fact is, Albertsons is just better. Nicer, fresher, faster, and friendlier. Come on in and see for yourself. For a delicious dinner this week, stop by the meat department and get fresh 80% lean ground beef, ground fresh in-store daily, just $2.99 a pound when you buy three pounds or more. And stop by produce and pick up sweet jumbo cantaloupe, two for $3. Fresher meats, sweeter produce, better deals. Albertsons. Fact is, it's just better. This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. When my daughter isn't feeling well, Kinsa is the only thermometer I trust. It remembers temperature, symptoms, and medications, so I don't miss a beat. Find it at KinsaHealth.com, the world's smartest thermometer. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Motherhood in Hollywood, and of course, uh, your donation tonight supports No Kid Hungry as well. They provide meals to hungry kids all over the United States. In fact, one in five children in the U.S. right now is going hungry. So, like I said, every dollar you make or every dollar you donate uh, goes to help provide a meal for them. So, thank you so much. So, give yourselves a round of applause for that. So, I just uh, want to say that really the best part of this evening is that we are helping to make a difference in the lives of children across America. And the worst part of this evening is the herpes outbreak that I'm currently experiencing. Yeah, it's bad, you guys. Moms get herpes too, did you know that? Don't worry, I've got some medication. Um, so a few months ago when I was actually uh, medicating my outbreak, um, I was talking to my husband and uh, I thought it would be fun to do my podcast live in front of an audience because um, I'm pretty sure no one's ever done this before. <laughs> I'm a groundbreaker. And um, then I was like, you know what would be even better is if we try to do it for charity because so many people will want to come to that. And here we are. <laughs> Here we are, just the five of us. God bless you. Um, no, I really do think you guys are coming. I want to thank also uh, a couple of ladies who have been a tremendous help to me really quick. I'm doing it now because I will probably forget later. Um, but Mary Diaz, Heather Harper, and Retta King, thank you guys so much for all your help. I would not have been able to put tonight together without you. Yay, thank you. And I want to thank our sponsor of the event uh, really quick. A big shout out to BTB Management, uh, in particular, Nelson Diaz. Where are you at, Nelson? Are you? I see the blue. Uh, Nelson told me before the show that uh, he will sign anybody who buys him a drink tonight. So, if you need a manager, buy Nelson a drink. Um, okay. Um, how about we give away some prizes really quick? Does that sound good? All right, where's Greg? All right, he had to make an entrance. Okay. So the first prize, let me just say really quick what it is. Oh wait, I need Sarah's um, thing. Where's Retta? Retta took it. Can you go out yep. really quick and tell Retta I need Sarah's thing? So the first prize I'm gonna give away, 
I'll wait. Um, this is so awkward. <laughs> you look great. Oh my God, bless you. What's your name, sir? <laughs> Come here. What's your name? Will. Come here, Will. Come here, Will. Yeah, Will. Let's do this. We're not on video. That's all good. So, hi. Um, are you single, sir? I'm not. Are you seeing anyone? Hi, Dreamy. Hi. So, uh, How long have you been a fan of moms? <laughs> Milfs or like for quite some time. This is a clean show. You don't have to be gross about it. How long have you been a fan of moms? Uh, I would say 33 years since I'm 33 and my mom is. Because you just called it out and how. No, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Um, so I know you guys just came from work. You've been working all day, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on my little podcast. Sure. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm sure they all came from work, too. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Um, I don't think so. A lot of them are actors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A lot of, yeah, a lot of actors uh, in the audience, so probably not. Okay. Well, two weeks ago, I went to a mandatory EDD meeting, so oh. that, you know, the unemployment thing. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You shuffled in with all the other losers. And did they approve your EDD request, or...? Yeah, but you can't make the mistake of saying, like, oh, God, this is the worst. Do you ever, well, you haven't been unemployed in a while, but. <laughs> I have, though, but I've done that. Yeah, and, wow. and they'll ask you on your form, this was a separate thing other than the meeting, they'll ask you on your form, did you look for work? But yeah. now, I'm, now I'm doing it online. So did you look for work? And I said, no, you know, because I had a job coming up. Right. But I wrote, no. Oh, no, I didn't. I just wrote no because I have an an agent and they look for work and nothing I didn't have anything to <laughs> apply to that week right 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 because they ask you to fill out the address and name of the place yeah. so I said no and then I got a phone call and they were like so why didn't you look for work and I'm like well I'm a writer and that's not how it works mm-hmm. you know the agent yeah. and they're like and I was explaining it. She goes, did you look for work or not? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. Yeah. I go, so I'll just lie from now on. Is that what you want me to you do? You totally lie. That's what yeah. I said. And she, was, and she just, like, didn't care. I was like, okay, got it. I'm going to lie from now on. That's, I what I, work that's what I did when I was out of work actor. I mean, now yeah. I'm a working actor constantly. Right. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I lied all the time. I mean, who's going to check? And who cares? They're not going to oh, come and God. track you down or anything. Um, so are you still unemployed? No. I started a... Job uh, last Monday. Okay. Uh, I'm working at Playboy. Whoa. Uh, I don't know why Play- I got so excited about Play- that. She's the yeah. final centerfold. Exactly. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> Did you see that woman? It's Pamela Anderson, isn't it? Is well, it? She's I- the final. No, no. She's the final cover Girl. Oh, oh, so she's oh, not too But there is a young hottie, Fatati, who's the centerfold. Oh, she's okay. Blonde. Yeah. Yeah, she's. More than likely. She's like from. Georgia, the country. <laughs> they were. They make sure to specify that in the. So she's been abused. Yeah, she's part of. She's been annexed uh, one or two times. But um, she's she's shocking, shocker, gorgeous. Yeah, of course. No, so I work at Playboy TV. Okay. And I know no one has it. Um, no, some of you have it, Nelson Diaz. My my, my manager said to me, "Well, if you could get me a copy of that, that'd be great." Because I don't get Playboy. I'm like, no one does. No, I'll never see. What do you want? A copy of your show or a copy of like, of the show? Of the show. Of other shows. Yeah, I'm sure you'd want those too. Yeah. Um, so should I tell you the premise of the show? Of course. Okay, so it, there is a show in Germany called Sexy Alm, which is German for sexy Alps. <laughs> and these Alps, like Alps, mountains? the mountains. Okay. So the premise is, it, it's kind of like a reality show, but, well, it's scripted. You can tell it's scripted, you know, who don't know what they're saying, because it's German. Um, but it's scripted, but there's no, there's no soundtrack, because they don't have the budget for that. There's no music, and, uh, and they get these, like, adventures, like, with, with like a farm hand and like the man and woman who run the mm-hmm. the farm in Germany. Hot. It's really hot and there's lots and lots of full frontal sex. They don't show penetration but they show everything else. Oh well who wants that? Right. <laughs> Wait, so, so what are you writing? So we are I'm trying to We have uh, co opted it for ourselves and we are writing it as a funny series. Oh. So we dub it and 
and oh, we great. provide the voices and we've given it its own um, plot line, which is that these are three PhD students who want to, are conducting an experiment to see if they can become sluts. So, um, so that's the premise, oh and it's, yeah, it's that's, that's that. funny. Yeah, it's really funny, you it's know, really fun. Couldn't you use, like, uh, stings from uh, GarageBand or something? Like They, Playboy, I guess, put music in it. Okay. Uh, so, yes. Okay. But, um, <laughs> the music matches, it's, like, really, really bad. But it's okay, because you, you know that if they had the budget, their music would also be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's German. And sure, sure, it's sure. weird. And, like, accordions and stuff. Like, one of them is almost attractive. Like, but they're all <laughs> naked all the time. Yeah, so it's, it's, good. it's good. I, I think if you're naked, you don't need to be attractive. I guess. Their bodies are good, but they're yeah. just kind of weird. I feel like, yeah, like with, with porn and whatnot, I think we have a couple of porn stars in the audience here tonight, um, but with porn, it's like, you don't have to have a good face, right? No one's, have a lot of confidence. You have a lot of confidence, yeah. but you don't have to have a good face. Right. Maybe not. I'm Maybe so not. glad that we're three Your minutes away. Your face needs to hold a lot yeah. and stuff on it. Yes. It has to be. <laughs> oh, my God. It took you guys way too long. <laughs> They might I'm be gonna able spell to it out from here on out. It helps if you're got like a concave face or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't owe me. Uh, so <laughs> speaking of children, um, <laughs> I on your face. Yes, on your face. Um, <laughs> I love it. We're five minutes in. We're talking about come on your face. Oh my god. Oh, I know. Sorry. Oh, that's not what I was talking. Oh, about. oh, what are you talking about, baby? Um, you guys are both moms. And um, so tell me a little bit about your kids uh, or your child um, and tell me how you manage your life in this business (laughs) with your child. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, we, our kids are the same age. We each have a A eight year old boy and my nine year old. When is she turned nine pretty soon? Oh no, he turned eight in September. Oh, okay. So I have a nine year old and Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, uh, yeah. So how do you do that? Because you work for Conan, right? Right. Are you, uh, do you have crazy hours with Conan? Or is it they feel of... crazy to me, but when I talk to other TV writers, they don't seem crazy. They're it not... seems crazy to me. Yeah. It's like 9 till, uh, like, seven, between 7 and 7.30, mostly. Okay. Monday through Wednesday, excuse me. And then Thursday, we get out a little bit earlier. Yeah. Friday's like uh, 10 to 6, 10 to 5, something like that. And now you, do you still do stand-up? Do you still go yeah. on the road and travel, mm-hmm. something like that? So how do you find the time to do that because for me like that would be a huge challenge um it is yeah i'm tired a lot yeah i bet (laughs) i uh when i first started motherhood in hollywood i was like oh this will be so great i'll get all these like you know wonderful stand-up comic moms and they'll come on they don't exist there are not a lot of stand-up comic moms. I mean, I think there's some. Yeah, there's yeah. some. But there's n- it's not as prevalent as, like, your Amy Schumer types who are, like, you know, young, really like, young and, like, partying all the time. And it is it a taboo to be a mom, do you think, in comedy? Or do you think that it's just a hard life? Like a hard I, I don't think it's taboo. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it is tough to switch, you know. It's hard, it's hard to go out at night. It's yeah. really hard. I'm... Yeah. I used to do stand-up yeah. when my son was born. I, well, I was never professional. Let me um, um, that I've clear. seen the clips. It looks pretty professional. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is if I had been making a living, then I probably would have continued to, to be making a living. But because I wasn't, when my son was born, I just didn't do stand-up anymore. And um, But I actually started getting hired a lot more as a writer. Oh. So it kind of worked out. But, um, I mean, I, I think I'm sort of fortunate in that I have 
kind of the best of both worlds in that I have a job for 10 weeks and then I'm stay-at-home mom until I get the next job. And it's a little, it can be a little like, oh God, what am I going to get the next job? Right. But it's also nice that I get to have both uh, experiences. Yeah. And um, I kind of, I'm pretty lucky that way. Yeah. And how do you think your kids are influencing like what you're writing and the, and the comedy you're coming up with? Are they, are they at all? Like, or are you just, are you able to keep them separated? Um, when I was, I was writing a, I went in for a cartoon pitch where I was supposed to come up with a bunch of prem, uh, premises for this new cartoon that of course didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, my son gave me an idea mm-hmm. and I pitched it and they loved it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's awesome. And he was, if you don't think his head got yeah. big that day, yeah, yeah. oh my God, he was like, what is it? Oh, it was just, it, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was, it was a show about a kid who takes care of monsters and he had to come up with a bunch of different monsters and he oh. came up with one and they loved it. So had the show gone, I would have probably written that episode. Oh, that's oh, that's so cool. he that's was sweet. very impressed with some, He's not so helpful with sexy all, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, him a few points in. He'll get it. <laughs> Um, and what about you? Do you find that your son, uh, do you find humor in him? Because I know you also wrote a book. Based yeah, I wrote on a book. But, um, experiences. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I talk about him in my stand-up quite frequently. Mm-hmm. I, or I talk about m- mothering. I don't necessarily talk about him. I make up a lot of lies about him. <laughs> um, but I talk about me uh, being a mother and having that forced on me. <laughs> yeah, and having the you know the whole experience is still very challenging. Now, explain what you mean by force on you, so people don't get the wrong idea that maybe you were I was sexually raised assaulted. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Someone threw a gypsy threw a baby at me. Right, and then you just ran. That's what I tell my son. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. I got pregnant by accident, and I um, just had the you know I was like ah oh, fuck it and <laughs> why not. And uh, so I was 40 or 41 when I had my kid. And so the life I lead now is not remotely <laughs> the life I visualize myself having. So, you know, even now, like, it's Christmas. I don't have a tree yet. And I'm, t- like, I was supposed to get one Sunday. But I was, I'm, sometimes I'm just so tired I can't. Yeah. Like, I can only do one activity on my free day. And it's, like, laundry, you know, yeah. on my day to myself. So, um I, I just didn't, and I, you know, I was walking home from work, and there's all these Christmas trees, and everyone's two-parent home houses, and I'm like, oh, you just like guilt, guilt, yeah, yeah, jealousy, yeah. guilt, bitterness, yeah. I threw, I put some, I put lights in the window, but they're like all, it just looks shitty. <laughs> they're all like broken. They're all up by like, yeah, non-clear Scotch tape, which is major there's fail. Two of them are out. You know. Stuff like that, where I'm like, I just. Some ways I give them a shitty version of mm-hmm. what I wish I could give them, but I'm just too tired, and yeah, this is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and one day he'll go, "Thanks, mom," or he'll say, "I hate you," and that's like the worst possible outcome I think ever. They say that anyway. Oh my god, I'll die. Well, you know, chance to have I'll also, die if she says that. Um, uh, people say this to me all the time, but I, I, I think I mostly believe it's true. That it's really good to give a boy an example of a woman who is, you know, working and yeah. and doing something creative and doing something really like, you know, what they want to do and not just mm-hmm. settling. And you know, it's kind of a powerful thing to give a little boy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, it'll work out okay. You know, but <laughs> but it is. You don't it sound is, really confident. I, I just felt sad tonight when I was walking by the, all the Christmas displays. Oh. <laughs> 
well, if you need to go now, <laughs> it's okay now. Um, so tell me then, when you guys are um, like coming with ideas and stuff for your show, do you find that there's some things that you, anything off limits now that you're a mom, or anything that you're like more easily like maybe offended by, or would go for even more? Honestly, I no, I don't think my sense of humor has changed at all. Mm-hmm. Being a mom, I don't. Yeah, I not, nothing really offended me before, so nothing really offends me now. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. He makes me laugh all the time, which is great, and I was making him laugh really hard last night, which is, makes me really proud. Don't you um, love that? You just feel like, that. yes, I'm yeah. the funniest person in the world. I know. <laughs> it's kind of like a big rush. Uh, you know, I'm not using the same material on him that I would have <laughs> uh, It was Spider-Man related, but it was hilarious. <laughs> and, um, but no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've changed as a person. I know you're supposed to become a better person, but I don't think that happened. <laughs> I think I'm just the same person. Yeah, my uh, my comedy's always been really dark, and now it's just aimed at motherhood. Yeah. Right? So it's a it's a richer target. Yeah. You know, I do feel like when you're single and you don't have a kid and you're dark, it's almost like a game. Like, let's see what words I can get away with on yeah. stage. And now it's rooted in something real, mm-hmm. you know, in something that's sucking the life out of me. <laughs> no, Physically, financially, emotionally. Every way, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not on Pinterest a lot then. <laughs> me neither, me neither. I had a joint Pinterest. A job I had last year, I had a joint Pinterest. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And then, and then they told me, and I'm like, well, this is just depressing. These are all the things in the life that you I will never have. have. Yeah. Why do I yeah. want to look at that? That you can never make, um, but somebody else did, and like good for them. Yeah. Like, I like looking at the pictures, but I'm like, I've tried a few things, and I'm just, I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. I'm a, I'm the kind of mom that I'm like, I have aspirations to be awesome, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just okay. I mean, I think she'll live. Well, you just have to be awesome in one way, like in just yeah. some way that gets to her, you don't have to be awesome in a, in a way that a magazine, I mean, you don't, you know, yeah. you don't have to like That's make true. crafts and stuff if you don't want to. That's true, thank God. Yeah, yeah I mean, my mom made crafts and she was a very yeah. depressed person. Same here. I don't associate yeah. joy with creating like tangible things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, my kid gets mostly D's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to be cool. I'm like, well, you draw, you know, he draws. I'm like, you know, maybe he's got a creative spirit. So I, I definitely think being a comic, you kind of go. There's a lot of different ways to be as a person, and yeah. I know, I know so many damaged people that sort of um, still, you know, are are comedians, and they still figure out a way to live. And I don't think I'm damaging my kid. You know, I just, <laughs> I hope good. that it, but I, you know, I, I, I wonder like. Uh, should I just be harder on the grades? But I don't feel like being mean about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, you know that he's got so, his own talents. And, yeah, maybe yeah. he's just so a you're not. It's not something you're worried you know? about. You're not worried about, like, him, you know, getting the straight A's or doing well in school, going to the record I, I am, all that. definitely, yeah. But they, they have letter grades? Well, it's he's getting ones. And she okay, says I was going to say, that's, that's a number. One. That's 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 equivalent to a D. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do numbers now. So yeah, they do wondering. numbers. Yeah. Oh They're just God. as depressing as a parent at a conference, you know? But yeah. one feels like it's a good number. Like, no, you are yeah. number no, one. It's not. You can tell them that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good number. When you said something so about your mom being depressed in the crafts, I just, I, I, for some reason this came into my mind like yesterday, was <laughs> the vision of my mom handing me 
this is gonna age me, but whatever. Handing me like a bag of like empty legs pantyhose, um, oh, plastic the cups, cups, yeah, the eggs, yeah, and going like make something. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. She was just like gave me all the shit. It was like do something. <laughs> make a craft. Make a craft. You know those old soda can pull tabs where you pull yes. them off? Yeah. Okay, we would collect those and then we glue glitter on them and that's those were our Christmas ornaments. Oh. Oh. Now I know why I'm not too into trees right now. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to Was that a money saving thing? Probably a little of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Did you do like the popcorn? So it's like a white street? trash. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Were they beer tops or were they soda tops? I, I think they're beer tops. What if they were beer tops? Beer tops? I don't know. Was it an import? Was it a drop? I don't know. <laughs> um, so you guys now are very funny women. No judgment, but you're hilarious. Thank you. Thank and I'm you. judging you. Um, <laughs> and uh, what do you see your kids doing in the future? Do you see them possibly following in your comedic footsteps? Or do you see them, are you wanting to sort of steer them away from the industry a little bit? Because, I mean, you have been in the industry a long time um, yeah. because of your parents and who your family is, Walter yeah. Koenig. And um, do you find that because of your experiences, like you just don't want yeah, to? Yeah, I, I am thankful every day that he doesn't say to me, I want to be in commercials or something yeah. like that. He is a ham. He is... He thinks he's the most hilarious person on the planet, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, his friends will uh, back him up. Sometimes I have to set him straight, tell him, you know, that one could use some polishing. But um, <laughs> so I think, I, I think if you, whatever you want to do as an adult, I'm actually, I think I'm, I think I'm okay mm -hmm. with it. I mean, it would be great if he did something practical because this is a very tough life, and yeah. You know, uh, I couldn't make it as a ballet dancer. My fallback was being an actor. I couldn't make it an actor. My fallback was being a writer. I mean, you know, it's not really, really practical. <laughs> yeah. So um, it would be great, but I think he'll probably want to. He says he wants to be a comic book artist. He oh, doesn't cool. show a particular propensity toward drawing. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> but he's great. Sometimes, fun. Right? Sometimes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, he thinks he does great impressions. They all sound the same. Um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes he'll hit one though, and you're like. That's good. It's <laughs> a really good Stanley. Um, but <laughs> is he really into like comic booky stuff and like? He's nerds? really into superheroes. Really into superheroes. Like the Avengers and all that stuff. He's Everything. Like... He, you know, DC is his uh, home, but he, he just. <laughs> and is that the one with Batman? Yeah, that's the one with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but I'm just grateful that he doesn't want to be like a kid actor. Yeah, I, yeah that's yeah. that's all I. You know, he wants are to there kid actors in your school? Oh, I, yeah. I have heard that there are, there but are I don't know artists. them. I think they're yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, like someone said, oh, that kid is on some uh, soap opera. And I was like, oh, Ooh, wow. because we go to a charter school. It's public. It's not hoity-toity. So I was kind of surprised. Um, but yeah, oh, so you have kid actors in your school? I think so, yeah. I know, when, I know there is a, there's a couple kids that go on auditions. Mm. You can um, usually tell the child actors because they're like, hi, I'm Sally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, all right, dial it down. Yeah. Just get yeah. harder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for, like, not real people, kid actors. Uh, I mean, I was a kid actor, but I, I mean, I didn't work a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just so like, I, hi! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. time. I, I, um, I, I, 
my kid wants to be a comic. He wants okay. to do some kind of art. I mean, he draws constantly. Yeah. You know, like at the at the parent teacher conference where I was shown all ones. <laughs> I was also shown a test where none of the answers were filled in, but there was drawings everywhere. Oh, oh wow. The comment was draws off task frequently. <laughs> so I don't know. So there's He's, a part of you that's like proud, and all at the same time going, oh fuck. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, I, 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 he's funny and he's kind of a clown, probably the same way your son is. And uh, he, it hasn't occurred to him to be a comedian though, or, oh, okay. or an actor or anything like that. I think Maybe he wants to be like, a, just a funny guy. I don't. Uh, I would be bummed if he. I, my hope is that he'll see enough of the industry from me that he won't <laughs> think it's like this mysterious thing he wants to try. I'll just yeah. be like, oh, all right, that's what those people do. Yeah. yeah, I get asked constantly if my daughter is going to be a star, and I'm like, she is. She is. <laughs> right. Um, no, but I don't know that I want her to be, because I go, we could go years without working as an actor, you know, or in my case, days. Um, <laughs> I mean, but you can, and you just never know when your next check. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Um, but, like, you just never know, like, when your next opportunity is going to come up, and you don't, you know, you're filing for unemployment, you're, you know, begging your friends for money. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, it, like, kids grow up so fast now mm-hmm. anyway, and I think acting also puts them, it accelerates yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's much more insane. Yeah, it's just not good to it's be not treated healthy. like a grown-up no. when you're eight or nine years old. Yeah. You should be treated yeah. like a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, I know you have to come up with jokes every day. Mm-hmm for Conan, mm-hmm. um, but you also have really hilarious jokes every day on your Twitter feed. How do you do that? Because um, in my mind, I'm hilarious constantly, but the general public, it doesn't get it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's just writing, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, you know, if, I'll usually put jokes up that I know Conan wouldn't do or aren't in his wheelhouse. You or, mean on your own personal Twitter Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, or, you know, when there's a mass shooting, I go bananas <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, incur in NRA wrath and, uh, yeah, I did notice stuff. that. Yeah. You were, um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, I just, uh, you, I don't know, you're, you just kind of, your brain just starts going that way. If you have to write a bunch of jokes a day, of course, you're going to come up with at least five that are not appropriate for television. Right. And you can see, I, I always see if I can just tweet them if they were just tweets. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, do you get like, how do you handle the rejection of what you've written? Because I, to me, I, my writing is so like personal. I'm like, this is it. This is the gem that I bring to you as my gift. Um, and then if somebody were to tweak it or erase it or be like, this is horrible, I don't think I could take it. So you just you just get used to it, just like anything else. You yeah. know, hopefully you're fortunate enough to work with good people who are funny as yeah. well. Well, funny and not assholes. And <laughs> I, I think I've been very fortunate. Most people I've worked with are just, you know, good people. And if and yeah. also if they don't think what you wrote is funny, then that's just an opinion. And sometimes yeah. they're right, and sometimes it's like it's so subjective. And I mean, sometimes you can get your feathers ruffled, I suppose. But I don't know. My last few experiences have been pretty. Great. Pretty positive. Yeah. Have you guys noticed all? Um, uh, I'm sorry, you were getting into that question too. Oh, well, you just write so much every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're gonna have like a ninety percent rejection rate if you're writing jokes. Yeah. Like, or ninety five percent. You know, if you only you know you get two or three jokes in the monologue and you wrote, you know, fifty that day, those are really. 
Right. That, that's wow. that's good to get two or three. Well, because there's yeah. only what? How many jokes are in the monologue? Ten, like, ten jokes. Really right. Jokes, so that's yeah. actually a good percentage yeah. if you get two or three jokes in. That's mm-hmm. actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you're the. Are you still the only female writer on Code and Staff? Um. I, no. Uh, Jesse Gaskell okay. is on too. Who used to be. Who I used to write with. On oh, the really? Dish. Oh, oh that's cool. great. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's kind of small. Small world. Yeah. Do you guys find, as women in the writer's room, that you're treated differently or that maybe your jokes are um, taken differently in any way? Or is it just kind of like boys club, like, ah, everybody's jokes are welcome? I honestly have not. I don't feel like I've experienced mm-hmm. sexism. I feel like if you can hang and be comfortable, then that's all that's required. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one experience writing for an award show that uh, I felt like I was a basically a glorified secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't the fault of the other writer. <clears throat> it was like, I, I ended up in a lot of situations where it's like two writers, me and a guy. And um, in this case, the guy was my boss. He was great, but the guy above him kind of treated me shitty. And I, I don't think I'm overly sensitive about it. I'm, I'm pretty... Um, like I, you could take, I, like, I, I, yeah. I just don't, I, I just haven't experienced it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, right. but I don't feel like I've experienced, oh, she's not funny, she's a woman. Yeah. Not when I'm on the job. Maybe All she has are vagina jokes and right. tampons. Because I don't write like that, so, oh. you yeah. know. Um, I, no, it's weird, like, um, I, there's, I'm part of a monologue team, and there's just four of us, mm-hmm. and the other three writers are guys, and so, what, I think... Like, when we all get together, it's just the three of us are all throwing around ideas. Um, it's a very small group, and mm-hmm. no one kind of overpowers anyone else, and we're all sort of trying to help each other. But when we get in the room with the sketch writers, and they're like this massive group <laughs> of loud people. I mean, they're not all loud, but it just it gets to be like, I notice all of the monologue writers are like, these people are... <laughs> Do they just get quieter and like yeah, kind of shrink back a little quieter? Bit. And I don't think it's gender-based as much as it is... Sort of personality, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. The sketch writers seem to have bigger, per- and they're sort of used to and talking over each other. There's a lot more of them, and they know each other's sense of humor, so they'll be laughing at each other's stuff, and yeah. we're sort of like a little subset. So you know, I I, I think if you would talk to Jesse, um, who's mm-hmm. the sketch writer, she mm-hmm. would, you know, probably answer similarly, where she feels much more comfortable or very comfortable with the sketch guys because they're yeah. all they all get used to talking over each other and uh, you know if I if I say a joke twice and someone talks over it twice then I'm like alright I give up <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a sketch writer will be hard. like they'll keep yeah. saying it until someone hears it oh uh, that's interesting yeah. they're just yeah. the louder like whoever is the loudest gets well, the most well that is yeah. true I mean yeah. sometimes you do have to just be loud yeah you know, yeah yeah when you're riffing and stuff yeah, yeah. I, I have noticed that in uh, the show I wrote on before this was a show on E called the comment section and yeah. there were four of us writers plus a uh, head writer did that get canceled? Because I watched it. It did. I was one of the um, two that watched it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, when the soup got canceled, it was basically that's it. Because it was the same executive producers. Yeah. Joel was one of our executive producers. And I think he just doesn't want to do comedy. Um, intentional comedy. 
Hey everyone, I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. It is the number one tool for mom's peace of mind. It's also a great tool this time of year to help you battle the flu. Definitely want to make sure you have Kinsa in your arsenal of mom tools. It remembers temperature, symptoms, and medications, and more importantly, gives you guidance on what to do next so you can focus on what really counts, your kids' health. Go check it out at KinsaHealth.com, the world's smartest thermometer. Uh, sometimes we would fly work, but we basically wrote, our, wrote on our own. But then when you get into the punch up, and then it's the people who are vocal, you yeah. know, who, and I realized, oh, I'm, I'm, have experience being vocal in a room, and that's very helpful. Yeah. Because not everyone, even if they're quick enough, they might not say it, or they might yeah. not. And uh, so that is actually a skill that writers, re- comedy writers, really should have. So interesting because you think yeah. writers are more quiet and well, some are, but you need to be, you know. Different. Yeah, I mean, with a stand-up, you know, if you're a stand-up, you tell a joke, the audience laughs. Comedy writers don't laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, frequently they don't laugh. They'll just go, yeah, yeah, that works or that's funny. I don't laugh funny. either. I, I, I if, even if I see, think something is like really, really funny, I generally will just go, oh yeah. And I think I read somewhere that your boss um, said that he does that as well. Like he will think something is the funniest thing in the world, but he'll just go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah. That's, mm-hmm. So, it, it, like what everyone's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but it, it does. It does sort of. Uh, it is a little bit weird to get used to that. Mm-hmm. I'm now I'm saying something. Oh, I funny, see. And because it's not yeah, you're used to stand up, and right. I'm used to like getting a laugh in it. Yeah, club. But because with stand up, you get that instant feedback of this was funny what I said, but in a writer's room, it's maybe a little well, different. It, an audience is a different, you know, beast than uh, other comedy writers. Yeah. You know, and so if it, an audience is there to be entertained, and other comedy writers are trying to top you in their head already. Right. So if you, um, even if you have a good line, they're like. Ooh, God damn it, yeah, she got me. Right. Oh, yeah. yes. And so it's not... How can I say... It really it's not competitive. It's not like a mean thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of how any, anyone writes is they're always trying to do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so so people just aren't in a receptive laughing, oh, you entertain me mode necessarily. They're in a, do I have a better one than that? Or, you know, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of that. Well, and, and you're also trying yeah. to fix a problem. Yes. Usually, yeah. when you're, like, if you're in a punch-up situation, you're trying to fix a problem, meaning... A joke isn't working, so let's find a joke here that works. Mm-hmm. So everyone will pitch, and so you're thinking, does that work? Yeah, that actually that works. Yeah, you know, it could just be an analytical thing. I I'm very analytical, and yeah. I think that's and, and often okay. you're thinking about your audience too. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I don't particularly think that's funny, but I think our audience will think right. it's funny. You know, and so you're sort yeah. of you know, as as Daniel said, clinically breaking it down. Yeah. To, um, demographic, I guess. And you kind of have to, I guess, be a good gauge of your audience if you're writing for, like, because if you're performing a stand-up show, then you kind of know who's there to see you, right? Like, you know if you have fans who are coming to see you in particular, or do you think it's not necessarily different? But they're, but what you do know is they they came to see a show, mm-hmm. so you do know they're sort of in a submissive role, yeah. and you're sort of the dominance. Yeah. Beast, but go it's on. Totally different. <laughs> slower, slower. And then it's what very happened? different in a writer's room. Yeah. Um, so I read. Um, I do a lot of reading online because I uh, have a lot of free time. I work at a news station on the weekends, mm-hmm. and um, when I'm waiting for my reporter to call, 
I Google myself, and then I also <laughs> read a lot of entertainment articles. So I read this article one time that was um, that said that uh, mom coms are the new like um, thing in comedy. Uh, moms, <laughs> moms used to are like dorky and awkward, and like you know we're moms, we wear pants up to here and all of that. You know, like when when is it not cool, or do you think it's just on the Hollywood face? I think I think being a mom can be really funny. I I mean I wrote a pilot that is about you know a mom group a mm-hmm. bunch of different moms and I think it can be hilarious and I think it's funny what people don't talk about like like us how we are can be critical of our sons and we love them to death mm-hmm. and we can also know that they're giant dorks and know that they're flaws and like I'm very honest about like my own neuroses and the things mm-hmm. I worry about for him and like I think that's kind of hilarious because no one really talks about it. I don't yeah. I don't really think the the whole kind of thing of like moms can drink and like Ugh. I find that very boring and you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about whole, that. Like, I'm a mom with having wine. Is, and right, right I'm like a person. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's like yeah, I mean it, it, it can get a little silly, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I also think like our generation of like generation X generation of parents are a lot different from the, the previous earlier mm-hmm. generations yes and um so that's one thing and i and i think to your question about mom i haven't heard that phrase before mom comes sure yeah it's out there i mean I, there's a lot of executives that are moms now and they're yeah, like how come i don't see myself on television mm, and, yeah. and, and and a lot of uh powerful women are mothers that, and they're still working so yeah i think that's something there's a bunch of movies that are being made right now that are starring uh, fabulous moms. And um, so I think that's sort of where that term came from, the mom-com. You know, it's moms that are starring in it, and the storyline is about moms and the wackiness that we get into as moms. And um, I don't know. I don't really get into a lot of wackiness on a day-to-day basis. Um, I don't know about you guys. My, my life is kind of boring. I no, can't I think do the same thing be, over and over It's again. just funny to me. Like, the things I think are just... Yeah, funny to me, like, you know, my relationship with my son is just fraught with landmines. I mean, it's, but, um, you know, it's just, we're very close, and, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't let me out of sight, and... Uh, you, I think that's different. We were talking about that earlier. I think that's different with girls, because my daughter is like, bye, have a good night, see ya, and she does so not crazy. want any part of it. Like... I mean, unless it's, like, bedtime or there's a boo-boo or something like that. Right. And then she's like, Mom. But for the most part, she's very – she's over me is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> she's over me. <laughs> she's ready for college. Do you guys find that your sons are very, like, mama's boys kind of, you know, for lack of a better term? Mine is, yeah. yeah. Really? He's, he um, – I just kicked him out of my bed. Oh, really? And he's – Have you he been co-sleeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I, we moved out here when he was three, um, he and I, and um, then I was living in a series of Craigslist sublets because I didn't know <laughs> if the job would be expended. Right, know? right. So we just kept moving from place to place, and I still had a place in New York, so I didn't want to like bring everything out. Is that where you came back from? Is New York? Yeah. And then, um, uh, so I, I got used to having him sleep. Sometimes I would just rent an apartment that had one bed, and I would just have him sleep with me, and so mm-hmm. we kind of got used to that. Um, Because I I never slept with, from age zero to three, I was like, 
you know, I turned the fan on really loud so I wouldn't hear him cry. <laughs> I was like, I need to sleep. I've done, I've and, done that uh, too. Yeah. It's okay. And uh, so now, you know, he's, he loves to sleep in the bed with me. And he crawls yeah. into bed around 6 in the morning with me. So, now, so I'm trying to slowly come. I mean, I know he'll go soon yeah, enough. But that's okay. Wait, he's just sleeping in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But before that, it was all, yeah. it was all the time. And, but, and he sleeps like in an X formation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, there's no, I'm not getting any sleep. You're like, scoot yeah. over, buddy. Yeah. When my husband's out of town, my son sleeps in the bed with me. Yeah. And um, so it's like once a month or twice a month. And um, this last uh, Last few days, uh, we were doing it off on the shelf. You know, off on the shelf, right? No, what is that? Oh, yeah. elf on the shelf. I thought you said off on the shelf, and I'm like, oh, no. elf on the shelf. And I was panicked that I was gonna fall asleep before I moved the goddamn elf. <laughs> he was in the bed with me, and when he was in bed with me, I was oh, usually God, fall asleep. Oh, so I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like rubbing his back, going, stay away, stay away, stay away. But uh, yeah, we are. He's he's you know he's totally fine when on his own, but if I am. Yeah. In the vicinity, then, um, you know, all bets are off. Have you seen the movie Room? Is it scary? No, well, no, but it's about the woman who's, it, she's, you know, no, someone else. Well, she's, it's a great book. I'm reading the book and, and the movie. She's, um, she's abducted when she's a teenager, so she oh, lives in this yeah. room, and then oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. abductor uh, rapes her, and, and she has a baby, so the son grows up in the room, and all he knows is the room, and all he knows is his mom. That's the old all. heartwarming story. Yeah, of the room. But uh, I think that's my son's dream come true. Just me and him in the room. You know, yeah, like, yes, totally. No, we live in room. That's bad. You know, that's like mom. You know, I'm not no going to leave outside. You know, I think that would be. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see like how Chan's gonna like continue to grow and develop because. Um, like as a person, because she's just so fiercely independent and like. Awesome though. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like I don't know. that's where I'm like a shitty mom because I'm always like you know come here let's cuddle and she's like no like I'm. But how old is she? She's two and a half. So I don't know if that's maybe like her age or she just I doesn't so. like me. I so much. think it's a girl age thing. Honestly, yeah. God, I do, I used to be a nanny and a babysitter and oh, really yes and girls. I remember having. Crazy, crazy tan, tantrum. Not me having a tantrum, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At that age, girls are very she defiant, does. and they yeah. really want to establish, you know, their own identity. And I, I think and boys are not like that. Well, because because I, I I do see boys on the playground. They do not have the tantrums that she has. They just don't. Yeah, I think if a single man raised a son, then you might see the same thing. But because it's opposite sex, and the mom oh, is the one who's yeah. there most of the yeah, time, yeah, I right. think it's. That's where the that's where the bonding comes in because you you are the same yeah. gender. She's going to rebel against you because she's establishing her own personality. Yay! See, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I do feel like as she gets older, she's gonna she's gonna give me a hard time. <laughs> I do feel. I say that knowing that my husband is over there going, "Yep, sure he knows." Yay! <laughs> Um, do people ask you guys all the time if, if you're like you're having more kids or if you wanted more kids? Because I feel like I get asked all the time, when do you have another kid? Do you want to have more kids? And I'm like, lay off. Yeah. yeah. I used to get asked it. Well, I think people get it now. I mean, I know. At some age. point, you can't have more kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's biological. Like, stop asking, stop asking me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got 
asked a lot. Was it a conscious choice to just have one? I know yours was maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I could handle another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have some really funny stuff that you say about your baby daddy. Um, and you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say, baby daddy. Um, but it cracks me up that you're like, he's Mexican, right? So your kid is half yeah, Mexican. Yeah, right, right. Oh my god, yeah. I love it. Mexicans are the best. Woo! Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Um, so what is that like? Was that you sort of had single moms and thrust upon you? Uh, yeah, I'm still pissed. <laughs> I'm still just like, God damn it, you know, it's, you know, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, what to, I don't have any good, good hope or cheer. <laughs> it's hard, I'm tired all the time, and I never feel like I do a good job, and I, he got ones because his dad isn't around, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck, so. Yeah. I love that you're so honest about it, though, and you're not like, well, let me check my Pinterest account, and then I'll tell you. So where do you guys see yourselves going, like, in terms of career-wise? Do you want to continue writing for Conan? Obviously, I mean, I'm sure you do. Um, um, yeah, I hope he stays on the air for a long time. Yeah. And you weren't there when he went through all that stuff with like no, NBC I, I, and all I that. came on uh, after. after PBS. Yeah, yeah, I have a house that um, is right near the studio. My mm-hmm. kid goes to school across the street. Nice. Um, so it's a good little, you know, I've, I don't have any commute. Like I try to arrange it so I can be home as quickly as possible. And Yeah, well, that's you know, good. We spend as little time as possible in the car. So. Do you worry that if your jokes aren't funny enough that you might lose your job? Is that a fear? Um, I think for the first year I was freaked out. I think everyone has like that sort of imposter syndrome. That's sure. not They're going to find out that I'm not funny. Or yeah. Not real. yeah. Yeah. But then after I got a couple pickups, I was like, okay, I felt good. And, and, uh, you know, I do, I, I hit my numbers. <laughs> so if I, if I was getting no jokes on, you know, constantly, I'd be like really freaked out. Is but. there a certain number that you want to hit or is it like a um, self, I, a self, proposed kind of it, uh, yeah it's self-governed but yeah. I um yeah I'd like to get uh, a fourth of them I, I feel if I like got a fourth four writers, so four, yeah. that's yeah. good some days I get more and then they offset the days where I'm sucking so <laughs> so you know it sort of evens out yeah balance yeah are you guys all given the same premises yeah we write, write a lot of like topics and oh, then we we share them and so we we we're you know, dealing with maybe a hundred different sentences that are setups, and uh, we go from there. What do you mean? So, like, they come and give you, like, a sentence about... Well, no, no, no. Like, we'll just read the news in the morning. Oh. I think we take, like, an hour in the morning just to read, like, Politico and Newser and Huffington mm-hmm. Post and Gawker, Jezebel, and Talking Points Memo, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, science, a bunch of science, different science blogs and stuff, and to find good stories that would be good setups. Oh, so you don't have someone finding the stories for you? We have interns, but we do it, too, because our we have new interns all the time, every, so they're all the time and they're always, like, you know, <laughs> so a you child died in a car, like, that's yeah, please, not yeah, a setup for you. Know. <laughs> We had that. Learn comedy. Yeah, that's so funny. When I was on the dish, we had the same thing. We would be given premises. Yeah. So and every morning we'd write jokes on the premises. Yeah. So somebody would come in for you then and look at the news of the day and say, "Here's yes." Uh, Not interns, but uh, PAs. Yeah. And um, but occasionally, and they were very young, and occasionally it would be something where you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Did you see what they said? Yeah. They want us to do. Yeah." And a lot of, like, I don't know, I, I'll, I find that, if, you know, I, I'll read an entire article, and then you get a lot of good quotes 
that aren't in the headlines. And I think, yeah. that, you know, they're interns, so I, you know, they're working for free, so you can't complain. And they're trying to get as many in as possible, but there's sometimes they just grab the headline. It's like, no, the real thing is Mitt Romney said this right. thing, or Ted Cruz said this thing, and it's the fourth paragraph. It's in the fourth paragraph. Right. Yeah. And you're very political as well. Are you also very uh, political? Or uh, political, I mean, in that you have very strong political opinions. Not that you're running I, for office. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm particularly political in my comedy, although I can, a joke is a joke, and if you're going to write a topical joke, you I've right. certainly written jokes like that. But like when I did stand-up, I didn't do anything political, really. Although that was a long time ago, maybe I would now. Um, There's so much but to I'm, choose from. I mean, I'm... I try to be aware, and I'm, you know, I think I'm, I think I have views that are probably pretty, you know, concurrent with most people in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do yeah. any political on stage. I feel like it's such a waste of time. Why? Uh, do you think that the audience will turn against you, or no, no, no? It's just it's disposable. It, yeah, you um, use it once. Dead the next week, and so to put any of your energy into, like, I, I, I'm very like. Um, aware of how much energy I have every day and to <laughs> put some of it towards a Trump joke that's going to be no good next week yeah. versus I could be putting that jo- energy into a joke about my kid that I could be evergreen. You know, yeah, yeah. Do, that. Um, do you find that you have to, um, well, you are, like I said, you are very political in your tweets and you're very yeah. passionate about some things. Do you find people are turning on you at all? Or, is, you know, like, oh, I used to be a fan of yours and now that you oh, have I these woman t- thoughts, I'm not I get it. I get a tweet from, like, uh, somebody about, you know, who's a gun rights, you know, lo- gun, loves guns mm-hmm. that follows me. And so I just, I'm like, well, let me let me do you a favor and block you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, why are they I, following you in the first well, place? Are they fan like, of your comedy? I don't know. And, and you know what? You get fucking free jokes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you get free shit from right, me. Right. And you're complaining because after a mass shooting, I express outrage. Fuck you. Right. Block. <laughs> My I'm from Oklahoma originally, so my Facebook feed is literally like, um, I hate everyone that's gay. We love all the gays and rainbows. And it's like every other post is like, we love guns. We hate guns. And nobody can decide. So I just kind of scroll through and... I enjoy all of the um, the crazies for sure, and sometimes I'll just click like on the crazy post just to just to give them a little boost so they'll post something else. So I'll have something else to laugh at. Um, so uh, where do you guys? I think I, asked, I may have asked this earlier, but I skipped it. So what do you guys want to do um, from here on out? I know you oh. say you want to stay with Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever want to write like scripted television um, and that sort of thing, or do you would you like to stay with talk show type format? Um, I, you know, I, I've written scripts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like the, uh, what I like about my life now is it works with stand-up really well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I, you know, I, it, everything kind of, all my pieces are sort of fitting together right now. Yeah. So I'm not eager to disrupt it. Um, but I do think like when my kid is in high school, I'd love to just, you know, go on the road again. Oh, I mean, really? when he's out of high school, yeah. not in high school. But when he's like done, when so I'm just done, done. <laughs> when I'm done being a parent, I'm yeah. like, I'm moving back to New York, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll but be your s- dream is to go on the road again and do more stand-up? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen comics so love in Europe. Europe. I'd love to go. I'd love to base myself oh, out of London wow. for like a year or two and just go. There's all these gigs that are English speaking uh, all yeah. over Europe. Right. That sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. Yeah. Actually. That sounds really. Cool. Yeah. I would just like to uh, write for a show 
or network that people have heard of. That's my. Uh, I've not written on Comedy Central, but thank you. Oh wait, uh, what was the comment e. section? E. Um, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I but, mean. <laughs> So, uh, my goals are not that lofty. Um, <laughs> I would love to write scripted uh, yeah. sitcom. I think that would be... I mean, I really... When I say I grew up on sitcoms, I mean, I feel like I studied them. Like, I, they were part of my education. And uh, so, that's always been a dream. I would, I would like to do that. And is that something you're, you would do with your husband ever? Because I know he's a really funny guy. My husband, Jimmy Pardo, is very, very funny. He's not a writer. No? He, no. He's, Doesn't he do stand-up? He's sort of. a he's a very accomplished stand-up, but most of his he's stuff brilliant. Yeah. He's, he's thank you. He is brilliant, but most of his stuff is off the cuff. He's and a riffer. He's a riffer, he's a riffer. and we sort of have opposite talents. <laughs> so you like to plan and plot out your jokes and he'll just like they Yeah, he is very good off the top of his head, but as he will say himself, if you sit him down in front of a computer and tell him to write something, like that's not his it. skill. Yeah. yeah. So and when I did stand up, I loved writing the jokes and I liked performing, but I just um, even with all my performance background, I just don't think I ever got past being uncomfortable in it. You know, yeah. he's so completely comfortable. It's kind of like awe-inspiring. Like I just, but he, as he'll say, he can't do what I do. So it's just com we are completely different. So you uh, don't think that you guys would ever collaborate on something together? Well, we have a little bit collaborated on things, but not like we wouldn't sit down at a computer together and write something. <laughs> it's not like this thing, you know. I might write for him, or um, you know, I think I can write in his voice. I I've done it a couple of times. Um, but, uh, like, he's done pilots and stuff I've written on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny That's because nice. we are very, very, and even our sense of humor is not completely the same. Like, yeah. he's a little bit goofier than I am, and I'm a little more He's very sardonic. goofy. His podcast is really funny. I've yeah. listened to that a bunch. And yeah, he's great. very much, almost kind of got that old Hollywood, like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm Jimmy. Yeah. Yes, know? people kind of a thing. will say that. Uh, yeah. He's, like, kind of ripplesy and yeah. stuff. Yeah, very um, much so. It's called Never Not. Never not funny with Jimmy yeah. Pardo. Yeah, and he actually uh, used to work uh, at Conan, and he, we did like as a writer. No, he was. He's not a writer. I know. No, that's right. He's a ripper. He's a ripper. <laughs> he did the warm up, and um, he, we so we did experience the transition from the Tonight Show to. Uh, oh. Yeah. So it was a whole How like he that? literally said. I'm on the Tonight Show. That's never gonna end. Like it was. <laughs> oh, yes. So uh, we did experience the upheaval of that tumultuous. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So what was that like? Were you just? Uh, I can imagine. You know, this wonderful dream job was laid out. You think you're. It set, was. It was of. also just very weird to see your dream job being talked about in the news. You know, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I would be at work. Uh, I was working at the, on the dish at the time, and people would be like, "Oh my god, did you just hear?" And like it'd be all this weird stuff that I would know, you know, from the internet before I knew it from him. And wow. It was just bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah, it's a little unsettling. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I remember all of that happening because I worked um, as a tour guide at uh, NBC Universal mm -hmm. for many years, and. Um, I remember when we welcomed Jimmy Fallon on as the new host, like like a few months after we had just welcomed Conan on as the yeah. new host, and it was weird. We had to be equally excited about both. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember when that whole transition happened. It was really interesting, and uh, 
don't know. He recovered well. He's kicking butt on, on TV. Yeah. And doing yeah. Well, it'll, so I'm sure he, he feels like out. it worked out for the best, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to future moms, Mm, or uh, anyone who might be pregnant. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> That's it? You would just be like, just don't do it. Right. I don't think there's anybody here who, he's, who even has kids. There may be like one or two people in the audience that has kids. So, yeah. How many, just by a round of applause, how many of you have kids? Do not have children. industry and like thinking about having kids or you know it's a, it's a big change I know it was for me anyway so well I have a couple of things come to mind which okay. really don't have much to do with the entertainment although like I said before I did end up work I got more work after I had him for for whatever reason I started working very regularly me too. Uh, you too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's like Do, because your material changed. Do you think? Or no, I, don't, I think your mindset. Your mindset. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ! I gotta put this right. thing through college. <laughs> <laughs> you get serious fast. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what it was. It could just be coincidence on in, in my part. I I don't know. I just know that I struggled forever and ever and ever, and then I suddenly had a kid and then I had a career. So it was very strange. Um, but this is the this is the thing I tell all new mothers, and has nothing to do with business. Is that okay? If I, yeah, of okay. course. Uh, that thing they tell you in the hospital about how you have to feed the baby every two hours—that's fucking bullshit, <laughs> and it will ruin your life what? forever. <laughs> Let the baby sleep. Yes. I want to sue those nurses because I believe because I am a follower and I am a good student. And they told me to, to feed every two hours. To feed every two to three hours. And did you wake him up to feed him? Yes. Oh, no. They told me to. Oh, they convinced me he would die if I didn't get him up every two oh, hours. No. But by the way, the two to three hours starts when you wake him up. Yeah. Not when Not you're when done. You, yeah. So the two to three hours is fucking an hour. An hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So every hour and a half, you're feeding your baby. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Um, also... I really, I don't know if this is your experience, but my experience is it only gets better as they get older. It's much yeah. more fun. Yeah, it's easier. It's, yeah. easier, it's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know what the snicker was about. I'm waiting for that part to happen. We're in the tan we're in the throes of the terrible twos. I know. And I know. she's a crazy person. She'll be like, Mommy, I love you. Get the dragon. And I'm like, what dragon? Or she'll be like, I want that sock. And I'm like, oh, this sock, here you go. Now that one. And I'll be like, what sock is she pointing to? There are no socks. They're crazy. She's a little crazy. Do you ever think maybe something you're doing? Maybe. 100%. <laughs> I'm sure it no, is. I think kids are just, and they're all, I will say this, they are all different. And there is no, you know, as, as good as I am about comparing myself to other people, mm -hmm. usually unfavorably. Um, you just can't compare because they're all fucking different. They're all true. come out with their own weird personalities. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I also think our kids are gonna live to be like a hundred easily. 
Yeah. And so, you know. <laughs> got a lot of a lot development of, to go. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to, like, get into stand. I'm already... I'm already making excuses. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't have to go to college. You can go to technical college. And then in your 50s, you can go to the The last time I talked to you, your, you, were, you, you were a self-described tiger mom, and your kid was, like, in five languages. And, no, he, and was now he's a, getting, he was in a Spanish school. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I, I couldn't take the driving anymore. Uh, it was, like, 40 minutes round trip in the morning. And I was to like, the Spanish school? Yeah. Um, it's I feel like you could out. just go out and like anywhere in LA yeah. and be like, "You're in Spanish school." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, go to Home Depot today for school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck oh, stop! Come on. I love that in Spanish school. I have a friend who's like, um, her child speaks Spanish. And they speak English at home, so the child is already, um, the two-year-old already speaks Spanish and English. But she wanted to enroll her in a French immersion school so she could be trilingual. And I was just like, Meh. Channing said boobies the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this, is this the lycée? Who? The French school, the lycée? Oh, I don't know. I did uh, not ask anybody. Because I can't afford it. I know I can't afford it, so I'm Yeah, the Spanish one was uh, public. It was in, yeah. but it was oh, like near Eagle nice. Rock, so it was really far. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I know we're almost done with our time, but I know you guys are very busy moms, and I appreciate you taking the time to leave your child behind. I know it was hard. <laughs> um, but to come and be on my podcast, because um, this uh, show means a lot to me. I'm, as I was telling you earlier, I'm a mom who's also an actress and I'm still trying to figure out what my place is in this industry, you know, with my daughter and this podcast has been so much fun to be able to do it um, and still be able to stay at home with my daughter. So you guys being a part of it tonight and helping us to raise money um, for No Kid Hungry means so much to me. So thank you guys very much. You guys, big round of applause, please. For and Daniel Koenig, thank you guys so much for coming and supporting. I love you all. And listen to this show. It's going to be coming out on um, December 28th. So good night, everybody. Thank you. Balls. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Subway Restaurants invites you to make every day different with the sub of the day. Every day, it's a different foot-long sub for just $6. Try the sweet onion chicken teriyaki on Monday, the oven-roasted chicken on Tuesday, turkey breast on Wednesday, and many more. Prepare it on your choice of freshly baked bread with any veggies you want. It's a different foot-long sub of the day each day for just $6, only at Subway Restaurants. Participation may vary. Additional charges for extras and deluxe, plus tax where applicable, may not be combined with other offers, coupons, or discount cards.